Good day, and thank you for joining today's Family Office in Focus podcast. My name is Leora Zak, and I'm a Client Solutions Specialist for our Family Office Solutions team here at UBS. Family Office Solutions is a group of dedicated specialists who work with our private wealth advisors to deliver advice to the firm's wealthiest families. Our solutions include areas such as income tax strategies, family office, governance, and design, family advisory and succession planning, philanthropy, and art advisory. We're solely focused on advancing our platform and resources targeted to the family office segment. For today's podcast, I'm joined by Gold Porter, owner of Riveter Consulting Group, a boutique agency committed to meeting diverse lifestyle and private home staffing requirements. Today, we'll be discussing hiring, staffing, and salary expectations when looking to hire both domestic and administrative hires. Before we start, I want to mention that Riveter Consulting Group is included within our professional network here at UBS, but it is not affiliated with the firm. So inclusion of Riveter in the professional network and the selection of Riveter to brief clients on lifestyle and private home staffing requirements is not a recommendation or a referral to Riveter Consulting Group. Gold, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I think we should get started and dive in. So the first question we have for you is, um, would you be able to provide some more background on your firm and why you started Riveter? Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I started Riveter back in 2010 where I saw a disparity in the market with how domestic agencies treated the candidates um, much differently than they treated the clients. And I wanted to find a win-win solution in the industry where we could foster a relationship between both the candidates where they trusted the agency that we were looking out for that best interest, which helped us find better matches. Um, we, we are, we use the word boutique, but I almost like to say bespoke because we are very customized to our clients' needs. We don't think of something in just one box and it has to fit. A lot of our clients come to us because they want hybrid roles or they want something different that they haven't seen from other agencies. So we try to give them, you know, a diverse look at both their lifestyle and their private home staffing requirements. We focus um, providing any kind of executive and domestic recruiting placement model. So anything in the home from your housekeeper to your chief of staff, your administrative assistant, because of our clientele, ultra high net worth, celebrities, um, sports, athletes, there's a high level of discretion needed. So because we understand this happens in the home, we translate that also into the workplace. Um, we offer expertise in anything from, you know, office personnel all the way to your office managers. Um, that's, that's how we came about. Perfect. And um, can you go into a little bit more background around the different types of searches you help with, um, you know, family office staffing versus personal hires? Yes, we do it all. Um, so we specialize in comprehensive ranges of domestic roles. Like I said, anything from, you know, just the housekeeper all the way up to high-level directors of re residences. Um and then on the um, on the office on the family office side, it is every role from the administrative side. It could be an IT specialist. It could be anything from the CEO, CFO, and then for just corporate staffing, sales rep 
representatives, it could be production coordinators, brand and recruitment professionals. Um, we are primarily based out of Los Angeles. We've worked nationwide, but because there is such a, a huge entertainment side in Los Angeles, we do quite a bit around entertainment. Perfect. And can you discuss some of the benefits of hiring live-in employees? You know, there may be folks that are considering that and not sure kind of what the, the pros and cons are of hiring a live-in. Yeah, live-ins are um, difficult, I will say. They're, they are difficult placements because it truly is about getting the right fit. This person is living in your home. They are around your family 24-7. Um, they will have a lot of impact on your household, especially if you have children. So you have to choose very wisely and make sure that it's a decision that the whole family is in for. Um, one of the benefits is obviously the convenience. You have somebody on site all the time. They're available. If you're traveling, you know, they're monitoring the property. Um, and for cost efficiency, this obviously helps because some of the costs that you would be paying out for salary, you would be paying in um, room and board. So this cut, could cut down on overall cost. Um, increased availability, a lot of flexibility can be allowed with the schedule if they're living in the, on the premises. And like I mentioned a little bit before about the security of just having somebody there at all hours, especially if it's a busy family that's traveling. Um, and there's more cohesiveness within the family if there's one person always there. That would probably... You know, typically it, it tends to be either housekeeper and nanny position, but sometimes we have um, caretakers that live on the property, estate managers. So cohesively, they know what's going on on the property all the time. They can sometimes manage it. So those are all the pros. Um, I would say some of the potential cons or things that really need to be looked at is the work-life balance and make sure there's really clear, defined boundaries prior to hiring. What days this person has off? what days that they can take vacations on, um, what their accommodations will look like, and if they have a certain level of privacy, and also talking about will food be provided by the family, will they have their own kitchen, things like that. Just making it very clear up front um, cuts down on any kind of issues down the road. I do find a lot of time with living staff, they get a certain level of jadiness because they had been taken advantage of in the, in the beginning and prior family situations where they were not getting the work-life balance. So it's very important to address all this up front and probably putting it into a contractual agreement where it is clearly outlined for both parties. Got it. And I know you mentioned some of this, you know, just around setting expectations and being clear, but can you just go into a little bit more about what families should be looking out for when they're, when they're hiring and doing a search? Yes, absolutely. And clearly defining everything up front and communication is always key. And having an agency like ourselves is helpful, but I mean, this advice I would give to any family that is looking to hire. First and foremost, you want to make sure you have a culture fit. And um, coming up with a job description is key. Like everything, and I always ask my family, what is your unicorn? Tell me, describe the candidate that does everything for you for this job. What is this candidate? Act like, what is their cultural fit? Like give me your unicorns because we really try to match as close to that as possible. So that's an exercise sometimes for the family to start thinking about it because they don't always think about these things, especially if it's a first-time hire. So finding somebody that, you know, has the right communication styles, the values, and is compatible with the family lifestyle is very important. Um, experience and skills is 
obviously important, but it, it really does go second to the personality fit because I don't care if I get you the most incredible executive assistant, nanny, personal assistant in your home. If they don't fit personality wise, it's never going to work. The principal's not going to be happy. There's always going to be butting heads. So it's really important that you get a cultural fit. Um, and then communication skills, very key in, in a home position because it needs to be harmonious. It needs to be, and I'm going to be honest, the principals tend to not have the best communication skills sometimes on how to give direction to candidates and employees and what to do. So it really takes the nest on the employee's part to know how to navigate, push the principals, get them to answer when needed. Because a lot of times these employees cannot do their job unless they get a response. And so if they don't know how to kind of push and get it, it, it can cause friction. So that's very big. Um, expectations and agreements up front, you know, talking about the duties, the requirements, um, outline any kind of terms of employment, working hours, all of those, um, all of those terms should be discussed in advance and probably do check-ins with, you know, in the first three months. And then lastly, a trial period. I always recommend doing a trial period, whether you're going through an agency or not. If you find a candidate that you would like to potentially hire, have them in your home or office for a week, as long as they, you know, have financially can take time off work or they're not working at that time and do a trial. We always recommend trials. No, that's great. And uh, an interesting piece of advice. Um, Shifting a bit, because I know we always get the question around, well, how much does it cost? <laughs> so yeah. would you be able to discuss some, uh, the, some of the salary expectations and really how it shifted post, post-COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have seen um, a crazy shift in employment across, the, and, I, and I don't really care what industry you are, because I talk to attorney's office, I talk to medical offices, I talk to you know, employees in every sector across the nation and um, different agencies. And it, we've all seen a major shift through COVID. Um, first of all, the, the rates that most candidates are now looking, I think the salary increase, increases look anywhere from 15 to 25% in some markets, um, especially in the domestic side, because with domestics, there was kind of this 24-7 mentality, um, especially with a lot of especially in Los Angeles, so I'll give you that. And in a lot of parts of the United States, there's this kind of expectation that you're always available um, if you're an executive assistant, personal assistant, things like that. And there was um, a shift even in the, in, the, in the candidates wanting more of work-life balance. So wanting a higher salary, but also wanting less hours and not being willing to adjust on that. Um, we, to give you just to give you examples, like Menlo Park, which is, in San Francisco, very high income area. The average housekeeper rate, and I cannot find a housekeeper under $45 an hour because they're commuting for about an hour each way. And with the cost of living, everything has just shifted. So we're seeing higher rates. Um, it's in, you know, that's increased by rising costs in living, housing, gas, food, and services. So this, this cost is being passed on to the clients. Um, and in the domestic space, that's very difficult sometimes because you're not really adjusting for these huge pay increases. Um, so a lot of the conversations I've been having with clients is, first of all, really understanding in the household what positions are the highest priority. 
and making sure that maybe we can do somewhat of a hybrid role to maybe fit and adjust two roles to fit one role. Like, um, it can't, uh, an employee could be doing some cleaning and maybe some cooking, let's say, and that could free up a position that they were employed at. Be, um, sorry, I'm going to redo that one. <laughs> so, a lot of times what we do is we come in and evaluate properties and determine where there might be overspending in roles, where there's inadequacies. It might be about just training an employee to be better. So maybe instead of rehiring and going through a placement fee, maybe it's just coming in and getting a professional to hire them to have better skills. So there are ways to balance out this, the salary expectations that are coming out and trying to just get the house to run a little smoother. Um, that is one way to mitigate the cost of increase. But I will say across the board, we are looking at 15 to 20% more in almost every position. Got it. And and maybe you can just go through some of the common roles for family offices. I know every family is different in terms of what they need, but mm-hmm. if they haven't hired and it's maybe, you know, the the early days of building out, whether it's a family office or hiring, you know, domestic help, can you discuss kind of some of the common roles that you get requests for for families? Of course. So head of office, you know, CEO, CFO, CEO is typical. And then usually an executive assistant, high-level executive assistant, personal assistant, it could be a hybrid role where you're assisting both the family and the um, heads of the family office. And then we usually will see a lawyer, a legal assistant, um, a trust officer, a lot of times a human resource specialist. These are kind of some of the primary roles. And then it'll go into, especially if it's a much larger family office, then it'll go into like a property manager, a hedge fund manager, um, corporate security, residential security, sometimes a PR specialist, bookkeepers, real estate um, professionals. So it can, it can really go as in-depth as it needs to, depending on the size of the family office or if it's a structure that's supporting several families. Even, even a family chef on the list. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, I said, yeah, sorry about that. Corporate chef, family um, chef, either one. So they're, they're cooking both for on the co- corporate side and on the family side sometimes. No, that's great. Um, and, Maybe you can discuss some of the um, trends and what's changed in the market um, and what you're seeing from, from your perspective. Yeah, so there was, there was a lot of shifts in 2019 in California because there was a law called the AB5 law that passed, and it basically made it impossible for you to be, start paying your, to pay your employees as a 1099. And this shifted a lot of families. No matter the wealth of a family, um, a lot of families chose to pay for their domestic help as a 1099. So this shifted everything, which increased the cost considerably. It also put a lot of families into a predicament during COVID because if they let family members go, let's say they let a nanny go or a chef, and they went and filed for unemployment, they could have possible litigious taxes and fines because they were not paying their employees correctly. So that's one thing that shifted dramatically in 2019, the last couple of years that it has changed how my clients have to pay their employees. And that is a model that is 
looked at to be passed around to the United States, which is very dangerous for the United States. Um, it, it really puts these um, potential employees in a bad situation because a lot of people want the gig economy. That's how Uber works. That's how Lyft works. Um, especially, I'm going to say again, in Los Angeles and cities like New York, when you have people that might be, you know, have a career in acting, but they're also doing additional work, um, that definitely changed for them. Um, I have seen a huge shift into remote work as everything with COVID. Um, a lot of more virtual assistants, clients willing to have somebody just virtual, which then goes now into AI. There's now AI-powered virtual assistants where people are really finding ways to have AI take off things like such as calendaring. They can do your calendaring. They can do your writing. They can do your copy. They can do your social media posts. So a lot of things have changed on the AI side, and I think that's only going to continue to shift in the upcoming years. Um, and then just the hybrid work models. I, I would say there's a huge shift with hybrid work models where a lot of people are working mostly from home now and maybe a little at the office or vice versa you know, kind of a one, four model, sometimes a two, three model in some businesses. I don't personally believe that's going to, um, on the corporate side, I don't think that it will be a model that, that lasts. I mean, all kinds of, you can watch any type of study on that, that um, working from home usually doesn't work out long-term for corporations. So I do think that'll shift back. But those are the trends I've seen. No, that's great. And we're going to wrap up soon. But before we close, can you just, you know, any final thoughts or comments that you want to leave our listeners with today? No, I, I think, you know, I, I personally believe home staffing is one of the most important things because it, it, it is a function of everything that happens in your life. And then you need to go out and be productive and, you know, make money and, and service your family and, and service your friends and business and, and making your home life run smoothly, I do think it is one of the most important things. So, you know, be thoughtful about hiring staff, be thoughtful about how you treat your staff because they, when somebody is treated well and people in this industry, they're in service. That's what they love to do. They like to make people's lives better, but they have to also feel like they're doing a good job and they're getting that back. And um, I hate to say, but a lot of principals in this position, they don't really reflect those feelings back to their employees. And I think they would have a much better work home environment if they did. Wow, that's great. Well, thank you, Gold, so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Um, for more information on Riveter, the professional network, or our team, Family Office Solutions, please reach out to your private wealth advisor. Um, thank you all, and have a great day. Thank you. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreement and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy. 